That's it. Welcome to the evening tickler. Uh, it is once again time to stop your imbibing and jiving and begin dining and discussing with Steve and Julian and our special guest, David Covell, who's, uh, who's flown far and wide to be with us tonight. Um, I, all I can say, the table is set, the candles are lit, the WIOX staff is, is standing ready with pretzels, pretzels and breadsticks um, to, to just give us the pleasure. It's like having the whole we... BBC like sound effects department <laughs> to give at us your the, fingertips. The, it is. Um, like the low-budget Roxbury version. But in another five uh, minutes, David's going to start to eat those pencil breadsticks. Kill, kills 99.9% of viruses. I always wanted to be a Foley. He got so in front of the dinner by drinking that entire liter of box wine. I know. He's I, such a delicious. drunk. You, you should know. stop people turning up at half past five because they're wasted by the time I they come on the show. You, I just came for the rosé. I it. thought that you were, had a little <laughs> bit more taste than that whole gallon of box wine. That's clearly a very thin veneer. It is. Right. You're right. such a pretender, right. but you're good at right. it. Mm. You are you are an actor. So but you're like a limpid pool. We can see we can see the right can, through it, right, right totally. through me. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like yeah. transparent. The uh, the chicken wings that we're serving for dinner tonight will likely make you hysterical. Could be, yeah. And uh, eat the microphone and the pork rinds. No pork rinds no. for you. Oh no. Oh. You know maybe this isn't cooked. Uh, anyway, all right. Okay, so let's center ourselves around the table. And start with this conversational rabbit. Okay, mm. who here at the table has can say that they've published something that's been read more than by a dozen people? Oh, you have. Who, who can You've say not? that? I probably have too, but I'm, have I'm not. Okay, I'm on here every has. week, so no one okay. say my yes, stupid voice. I have. Uh, David has. Can, mm. you, can you please explain yourself? Uh, yeah, I wrote a book uh, <gasps> or two. Heart be still. Yeah. <laughs> couple two three years ago yeah what are they more 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 uh what? uh kids books really yeah mm. though i don't want to call them kids books because they're picture books and mm. are they for for, for for the 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 older people as well three to three to 103 so you could probably give us an elevator speech on each one of them the concepts that adults would understand and love hmm. so yeah. what book number one was book number one was called rat and roach rat and roach and that did. Oh wait, and I that title itself did. I see did that in bees. I see that in bees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Go, Momo. Oh yeah. Well, so there, uh, there are a couple live <laughs> <laughs> in. Oh, the rat and the ra- roach are a couple. The, well, this I mean, a... they're a couple of friends. Oh, we won't, there's so there's do- the implication that they might be, but no, they're not doing it. I would in say they're in the they're within the canon of you know the ambiguously. Burton and Ernie and oh, really? o- Oscar and Are you Felix. Deli- were you deliberately doing that as a kind of undercurrent of... People have compared it to The Odd Couple. So you're deli- you that were deliberately being a little subversive? Uh, maybe a bit, but, but the, also... the contrast makes the story, right? Yeah. yeah the, so. uh, it's, it's classic. It's like uh, Abbott and Costello. It, yeah. you know, what are rat- the behavioral What's weird about Abbott and Costello? What's, what's slightly controversial S- about that? Nothing, except Abbott that they're, they're, they're complete l- opposites. But co- oh, but skinny and fat and the whole Laura and Hardy and whatever. but terribly good friends. Right. In a sli- in, 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 a, in, a, in a, like, why kind of... Like, is that, are you trying to speak to a, like, well, why are they friends? It's more... Of, well, it's not about why they're friends. It's that they they argue and they're completely different, but tried and true friends to the end do you have a what i'm driving at here is is there a little sexuality um message kind of hidden in the under under undergrowth well i mean i would i would say that roach might be a bit effeminate sort of the way that uh uh, felix might have been right or maybe bert no ernie no bert we're not sure. I don't know. Yeah, but Can Felix just, definitely was. Let's just so, cut this. How does it end? Yeah, how's it end? How does it end? Oh, is that a bad thing? You With know, the, the, the end of the book is, um, you're three? my best friend, Rat. You're my best friend, Roach. Oh, oh so it is Felix. And that it is, is the old company. Yeah. Right. I mean, so Rat, Rat, is, uh, Rat is messy, and he's a drummer in a band. Uh, the old couple. Yeah, I mean, and f- and Roach is a food critic for the New York Times. Oh, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, I think around. the New York Times called you know the the you know classic. You got reviewed in the Times. I did. Wow, 
We are not worthy, Julian. No, we're clearly not worthy. <laughs> but but there is that tradition, you know, in certainly out of like English um, uh, kids' um, uh, books, that now it's got to include something a bit more subversive. Like it's got to talk about poop, or it's got to, you know, like all of those. There is yeah. a fart joke. I have right. to admit. Right. I lowered my standards down to that. But level. it is true that in kids <laughs> in, in kids stories now you're supposed to do that like you know like everyone poops or the right. fa- Walter the farting yeah. dog or yeah, what, exactly. it's all supposed yeah. to be like I mean, that let's is... treat our kids like they know what a butthole is they're, or whatever. Well, they're I mean kids and are they smart. do well because they have one. Well, yeah, most of them. Most of them do. I don't yeah. know a kid that maybe doesn't. Maybe an alien kid. Maybe if they're missing from the waist down <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I should write a boat just for that. Just one of them, like a yeah. skateboard kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I, I dropped out. Yeah, where did you go there? Where did you go? Don't leave because you are the mo- moral arbiter the here. The, uh, uh-huh. If you leave, this <laughs> thing is going to go downhill. <laughs> We're already talking about kids with no bottom half of their right. body riding on skateboards, and you were only gone for a few seconds. So let's move on to the second book. We've, yeah. we've done Roach and Rat. Well, so and the story of the Rat second Roach. book is, well, here's the story. I was I, I got a three-book contract with Penguin. It was supposed to be a trilogy. And, uh, well, you know, it didn't make enough money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what happens? Road yeah, and I wrote a second book, Rat and Roach Rock On, in, in which there's more, you know, tribulation between the characters. But, okay, here's the so thing. So it didn't make enough money. People were like, I'm sick of Rat and Roach. I think, like, honestly, don't give me any more rat if I had called the book something different, yeah. like st- Stanley yeah. and yeah. people don't like the word roach, do they? I, you know, I think there's a lot right. of conservative librarians out there that they might won't touch it. They won't yeah. touch it. Well, and also there's just a visceral response from from even just a reader. Yeah. Uh, especially in somewhere like New York City where you want to get your whole thing. Well, like, ah, oh, roach, really? Yeah. But David, there, isn't that what a good editor is supposed to do is get in front of those problems? What, like you've got the wrong name for your characters? Yeah, like never. P.S. Your cat is dead. You do something like hey, that. Did the you Broadway see that show? show is Awful. Holy shit, let's talk about... Oh, out he goes. Right, right. No, how many? How many? tangent I really love. How many did strikes you and you're that? out? I, I think that that... <laughs> <laughs> One strike and you're out? Oh, no, right, right, right. Let's get to that show. Could, did you see that show? I didn't. I read about it, and I also read that it was because of the name that it failed so quickly. So here's my story about P.S. Your Cat is Dead. I, I, I grew up in the theater in... Um, I was a young actor. Literally, like the Phantom of the Opera, you were down in the basement? Almost... Right? Almost to that theater level. family, though? Theater family? No, was I, I it? I abandoned my family. And no, but I did got, you have a theater family? You have a Is your family back? In oh, absolutely not. My, oh, right, my, okay. my family. You broke both, out. Both my parents are school teachers. My oh. dad was a biology teacher in the oh. high school, and my mom was a kindergarten teacher. Where? In Maine. Oh, Maine's so hip right now. Is it? Oh, my God. Crazy. Everything's Maine. You, didn't, you haven't picked up on that? Yeah, Maine scares me these days. Oh, my God, it's so hip right now. Everything, everything, everything's Mainers, Mainers this, Mainers uh, foraging, blah, 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 it's blah. because blah, of all the butter they put on the uh, lobster. Anyway, let's yeah. get Anyway, go, yeah, back to your family. Maine scares me because of the sky LePage. No, no, get on that. Oh, sorry. L- who? I'm not close enough to this mic. Who? The, uh, uh, he's Canadian, isn't he? So you grew Robert up Robert LePage, the, the who? LePage. He's like the... Uh, we don't want to get into politics. Oh, never mind. No, no, that's too boring. We'll okay, so your family. Go back to being a theater family. So, so okay, P.S. Your Cat is Dead is the story. Um, I grew up in the theater, in this in called the Young People's Theater. Um, it was an improvisational. You're doing very well. Thank yeah, you, on an on, on entire case of red wine. Right. Don't say the S word again. I yeah. won't, sorry. Okay, it's right there. Um, and it was a traveling theater. We would improvise these shows. Um, and travel around mm. to schools all across New England. Um, in, out of in Maine. A van. Out of Maine. Maine out based. Of Maine. Maine based primarily, but there was one tour that we did that we went from Maine to Michigan and back, kind of barnstorming in, in, in schools, or, you know, all the way across. So it's all theater and education? Yeah. So we would do workshops with kids. We would do performances like the Bremerton Musicians. Yeah, that's what really loser actors have. To yeah, they they, have to when they're trying to get their equity card. Yeah. <laughs> when will I get my equity card? The only card? way they can get an audience <laughs> totally, is yeah. like, by no, dressing up as a no cabbage money. and a carrot. <laughs> yeah, my, first, my first role <laughs> was a was carrot, in, wasn't it? You were a no, carrot. no, no, this is better. <laughs> my first role, I was in sixth grade. My first role was as a the toothpaste. closet 
door. A closet door. The closet door. Yes. Well, there we are. Thank you very yeah. much. Hello. Welcome to your world. <laughs> and you, did you, did, uh, David, did you close the show? Uh, I, I, I closed the show it? with the, with a great slam. <laughs> oh, really? You yeah. slammed the closet shut? I slammed shut? that door so hard. Behind, so you, behind you. But I, no, it was. It you was, were still in it? I, w- I was still in it for many, many years. Oh, you were? When, oh were you, when did you come out of it? I, I opened that closet. In, in my 30s. Oh, really? Yeah. But Wait, it was a that, long, long time. You know, being a door when you were six must have excited you to the po- potentials of existential dilemmas. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps. <laughs> wait, wait. But so I didn't not. I didn't realize at the time. I put all my heart and soul into being a closet door. Did, at that what time. does this have to do with your second book? No, but wait. It has no, it, it, nothing. We went on a tangent to, to P.S. Chicago's Why Why failed? Here's the Let's short story. Right Let's that. go to that story, yeah. which is the tour from Maine to Michigan stopped in New York City. Uh, I was. I was. This was 1980. I was in. I was what an eighth grader, I think, at the time. Yeah. And it was the first time I ever... I mean, I'm a Maine kid going yeah. to New York City. Um, I saw a chorus line there for the, like when it was on Broadway. And I was like, holy... Mm. But we also went to go see the P.S. Your Cat Palmer. is Dead, <laughs> which the guy that... my Al Miller, who was the director of the theater, who was kind of a second dad to me, amazing gentleman... He didn't know what the play was about, but he thought, how harmless could P.S. Your Cat is Dead to show to these underage kids? And we went there, and it's, yeah. What's it yeah. Totally scandalous. Yeah. Oh, is it scandalous? And oh, yeah. <laughs> did, it, did it change your life? Uh, going to New York? No. I, I don't know if P.S. Your Cat is Dead changed my life, but going to New York did. Because, yeah. I mean, many, many years later, I moved to New York City, and, yeah. you know. How uh-huh, we get imprinted. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the the theater that you got in your bones when you were very young. I'm probably born with it. You took into your career today, which is writing these adult-slash-children books that have these high concepts illustrated. Charmingly, you're a good illustrator. The second book, and and they said uh, because of the name, the first book failed, you worked harder to make a success out of your second book, which was... Uh, Rat and Roach Rock On. So that was the sequel. Ah, and did that succeed? Well, the first book was much better received. The second book, not so much. Um, And I think what they said to me was, like, instead of doing a trilogy... (laughs) Why don't you just stop? Why don't we make some money? (laughs) Why don't you become a door? Why don't you you go back to the theater? Let's make some money this time. High Um, okay, anyway. I like that. They came to you, the public. So, what was the third said, one? Let's make some the third money. one comes out next. Oh. It's eminent. It comes out next May. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, just just rolling the tape back a little bit here. Yeah. So, um, so the closet was stayed shut until your 30s. Mm. Really? Yeah. And were you fully occupying a different storyline until that point? Uh, <sighs> yeah, the storyline uh, involved me. Her name was Jane. Almost. Jean Marie. She and I almost got married. Yeah. And you... This always fascinates me, because that, that, you know, well, for obvious reasons, which is for those of us who haven't had a major shift or whatever, is was that a life that you could occupy without going around in your head thinking, like, something's off here? No. You knew something was off? Something was off, yeah. But you knew it? Yeah. I mean, there's hints of it, of course. you know. What? Was it was it was the breakup with Jean Marie, the breakup that gave you safe permission to enter your real self? It was a long time coming. Yeah. Um, I, I th- there was a number of reasons why we broke up. Not because we didn't love each other. I think there was just o- other things going on, and it kind of more dissolved than mm. anything else. I think that's probably the best way to. Sh- I mean, she and I. St- are still in contact. You're still and, Facebook friends. Yeah, we're Facebook friends. We, I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll know her for the rest of my life. And yeah. uh, she's a wonderful person. It's just, it, I guess, dissolved, I think, is the best way to describe it. And then uh, there's a period, <laughs> there's a period in which um, uh, I just buried myself into work. You just wandered in your work. And, and then? And, and then I didn't anymore. 
<laughs> and that's radio and shape. that's where we go from there no but it's always fascinating this idea no it's fascinating to me because there's a, because you know all of us exist in a state where we where we can only exist in the state of thinking that we know who we are what we are at any given state yeah mm -hmm. we can stand there where someone's like if you're straight frustrated you're like yeah but no i know who i am and i know what's going on here and i know what i like and i'm not in any denial because we always assume denial is like some crazy thing that's pressing against the inside of your skull, but it's or not. a river in, or a river in, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it seems more because I've talked about this to quite a few people where, like, that you know, we assume that denial is so, it's such a force that someone's being held back or whatever, but it doesn't I appear. I think to of it more for me, just a, a, a just a longer processing period. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was denying it's just um i don't know I, I think people individually have to sort of come to that conclusion or that the journey in their own way i think what david is trying to say what is, is he trying to say his, his, <laughs> can you tell me what he's trying to say <laughs> I, I don't I, I guess i don't ever feel like it was a denial well no no i'm not saying that it was oh. i'm just saying that that, that for, for those of us who have who because one questions oneself about like what how, how much you know yourself. You mm. know what I mean? Because mm. you're constantly existing in a state where you realize that but, that, but for a change in circumstances, you could find out that you're actually fundamentally quite a different person on some level to the person who you've always thought you were. No? In terms of tastes or in terms of something that you do or in terms of sexuality. I, I think it's not as black and white as, like, there's a period in which you find out oh i'm suddenly someone different um it, it it's a grayscale um right you right, know i right, don't right, right. i don't know if it's is is as definitive as that there isn't a moment when you say oh bing i'm a completely different person than i am because i'm i'm not you know it just um they're uh so do you think that, <laughs> it's hard um, to explain? But uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure we could have a much you know. we could have a much more detailed conversation about this if we were if we didn't have these big lollipops could in be, front of us. Could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember watching Lawrence of Arabia for the first time, and Lawrence was appalled. Did that, you find yourself slightly aroused in a way that you were not? No, uh, that's really not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at a philosophical thing that th uh, actually might lead to arousing you, Julian. Uh, probably not, David. But um, so I'll talk directly to you over the chicken wings. Sure. The the Arabs, whenever something happened, said it is written. It's the fate. And Lawrence of Arabia would say, No, it's not. You can be the captain of your fate and the master of your soul. Sure. And through the power of his convictions, he got them to do things and, and made them realize that they really could change their destiny. Well, I think David's point is that um, we wander around like a heat-seeking missile. The question is that the direction we ultimately go in, was that written? I mean, have we through our circumstances and the way we nurture mm. our lives and the lives <clears throat> that, that, that come to us lead us to a conclusion that was written there in the beginning and we have to spend our life wandering around to discovering. To blunder or, into it. Yeah. Um, or, or is it um, just a set of circumstances that, that, cha reinfor that, that reinforce a behavior um, that becomes us. I mean, we all like the nature, idea. It's a nature, nature versus nurture. nurture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we all like the idea that there is, like, some code buried in, underneath the sand and life is Because a it absolves of, us from any of course, responsibility. Of course it does. Totally and, does. And that's why the Arabs love that. Because yeah, Because they yeah, could yeah. just be and every out there milking their camels every and whatever happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you get away with whatever. Yeah. You suddenly, you right. suddenly start. It is written. It's really such a slacker yeah. philosophy. Yeah. But I... I'm sure that there is, I mean, we've all sort of like mm, probably made unconscious decisions that reinforce a, a part of our personality that maybe we didn't actually recognize along the way. It's just. What do you mean? Well, the, the nurture versus nature idea is, is that, you know, either you're born with it or your environment makes you that way. Or, so, or some hybrid of the two. Uh, well, I, I think that's probably more correct. It's, it's a hybrid and, and you make decisions along the way that help you reinforce what what your true nature could be yeah wouldn't it be amazing <clears throat> I, I, I like the, your wandering idea because it's uh, what, what a great way to live your life is to to wander i mean that's well, so that, much uh, rather than one direct path 
towards death. You know, yeah, the problem the problem with that, the wandering thing is a great idea. <laughs> no, the wandering thing is a great idea. E- even in that kind of going back to that 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 um, T. Lawrence thing or whatever. Um, even in like a Paul Bowles way, that sheltering sky kind of journey or whatever. That was a the trouble book, is, yeah. a lot of people rely on you to be. It's not just the nature and nurture of, of, your, of yourself and being like, hey, you know what? Actually, I could wander through this and work out who I am, and maybe I'm different people at different stages and all that kind of stuff, which would be amazing. You've got a big crowd of people around you who kind of need you to be what, whatever stall it is you set out that you're going to be. Mm. That's so true. It's I mean, true, but I think that's where the where being uh, unselfish come, comes in. Like, you need, you know, along your journey, you need to um, allow for other people's you know responses to that so i mean a selfish person would just ignore everyone else around them and just like this is my journey right but that defines your journey to some degree because you're like look i have responsibilities to be like hey if i suddenly decide like hey you know what this version of me is something that i haven't explored yet like if i decide to change my sexuality or if i decided to or th- th- that oh, i don't know appeal. if you decide to change well you know what i mean if i decided <laughs> to pursue whatever parts of your brain are saying like oh that's kind of interesting mm. there's a lot of channeling that goes on by saying like you know what that would be a problem that which so, and you don't even get to the point of there being a m- moment of choice. You just don't it, like the smell of that path over there is a go over here because that, because you recognize the problematic quality of the fact that you exist as a social entity. Like you have kids hmm. and you have friends who see you in a certain way or whatever, and like you know, you know those amazing things where you get those um, stories of like dads. Who, uh, you know, when the kids have finally gone off to college or whatever, you know, the big burly dad who used to drive trucks or whatever, who's like, guess what? I'm, I've been going to gay clubs for the last three years or whatever, where they make this massive change mm. in their in their lives at a point. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I've never had kids. Are, but are you speaking from personal? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. When are your kids out of your? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Dusty. How long? How long before you go? She's out of somewhere. But it's not. It's lock not your funny. ears. Julian, I I'm do know. I'm wearing dresses. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, I think it's and, extraordinary. And this is what happens. This is what happens to people that do that, and it happens to all of us. It doesn't have to be a, a, a sexual change. It can it can be a belief change. Um, when we break our brand, if you will, yeah. When when we walk away from what we believed in forever, whether whether we believed because it was uh, convenient or we really did have that as our as our true north. When we break that, so much energy is released. And, and if we're true to why we broke it, then what happens is we get totally energized in a new way. All of the pieces come back together. We're remade as a new creature. It's sort of the uh, Ganesh phenomenon. You know, we've suddenly got the head of an elephant on a child. And, and then you have a choice because you have this new power. And you can either exercise that power in a very narcissistic way, and it's, it's almost an evil way because there's so much energy there, or you can be use that to witness something that you believe in and become a standard and, if you will, a what's leader your example, of what you believe what's in. What's your example for exercising it in a narcissistic way? Like one of the, like Bruce, whatever himself, who turned himself into, like that, like the Kardashian, Mr. Kardashian. Um, that guy, Jenner, Jenner or Jenner. whatever? You're just talking about doing it as a kind of PR exercise. or Anne Rice, um, who wrote she? the Vampire Trilogies, oh, yeah. um, has this to say about the idea of breaking brand and become something else and, and the choices that you make. And she talked about it in her first vampire book when Lestat... You read those? I read them all. They were, you did? They were so good. Oh, but she's... All right. Um, I was young. But this is the takeaway. When you become suddenly reborn with superpowers right you can do two things with it you can either exercise them in an evil way because it's just fun to vomit this power out and rip necks drink blood indiscriminately or you can use those powers in ways that um are for if you will a greater good where your powers are reflective 
and not misused. And, and she discusses this. There's the vampire goes through the first phase where it's so exuberant and so He's just thrilling dr- to have all like of these crazy. powers that you just go crazy. Yeah. Mm. And then after a while, you get bored with that. So was he mm-hmm. do- And either you kill yourself, okay, and, and, and th- these vampires do. It's just they're so bored with being so evil and perfect that yeah. they kill themselves. Yeah. Or they become good. And what do they? What, hmm. do, what does a good vampire do? I haven't read any. And right. Well, they don't drink human blood. Number one, they drink blood from uh, sheep. You know, yeah, some rats or rats and cockroaches <laughs> <laughs> who have a they, lot of they blood. Suck, they suck the life out of your books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and and what they do then is they try to model their. Then you know she wouldn't probably. Anne's going to call in in a minute and tell me I'm fired. She's dead. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't follow. Oh, the maybe she's of the, undead of the uh, of the rich and famous. Um, but then what they do is they model their life and try to instruct other vampires that there are options. Okay. Oh, they like. And vamp- then they and then like the Invisible Man, they they interrupt life and try to change it for the better, which is an interesting, very interesting story. Oh, so they become like vampire, like uber vampire, like like yeah, control they, oh, right. And so I I think that when on a sexual level or any form of an identity level when we go through a crisis or a change um, that remaking there's so much energy there that the and I can't think of a character right now in popular culture that everybody can relate to but I think personally we can all see points in our life where we suddenly find that we're on to an area that focuses all sorts of things that we didn't quite know how to focus before, and we're lit up, and and we start to throw that power out, and it's very attractive. Uh, yeah, because you're burning bright. You're you're burning it on three ends, right? Right. 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 Um, and then and then of course you play, and you explore what it means and what you can do with it, and then you can either get bored and kill yourself, or you can evolve. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, aren't those the vampires who who get bored of it mm, become a little bit more noble? No, the the ones that get bored basically just go out into the sunlight, drink coffee, and burn up. Um, no, you're talking about no. I'm talking about the ones who, who, who oh, continue yes. to yeah. to live, the but they don't. Their evil, their perfect uh, evilness, right. um, do become uh, what we would, I think, all look for in our own lives when we get bored with the silly games we play when we have the testosterone and the money and the mm-hmm. power and the yeah. influence. And then we start to think about, well, maybe I should be playing a game of cards with that old lady because she's very lonely. Right. Um, that kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, because we are, but because ultimately that is what we're bored of. Yeah, We're bored of running into ourselves. Uh, but once you, once exactly you get to a certain point. Exactly, yeah. Bingo. Not Self, bored of anybody else. Uh, we're bored selflessness. Of, bored of that's yeah. what we're... That's Trying to achieve a state of selflessness. Mm-hmm. That narcissistic Hard power that we discover, you know, and grow into or, or find a change. Um, what what it well, the first exercise of power is to get everybody to believe the way you believe, right. so that you find your people and you form the tribe, yeah. and and it, it it supercharges the whole thing. It's a it's cult. Like throwing gasoline on the fire. It's a cult, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that is a that's a powerful weird thing. Yeah. That will destroy you or um, mature you because it is. Uh, I think, Julian, you're right. It's like ultimately looking in a mirror and then you're like, what's next? Yeah, you know? kind of. Yeah. yeah, because the clock is ticking on uh, recognizing also that this, I mean, if you're not, if you don't have a faith, recognizing also that this is like the best gig that there is. Like there's a whole big dark universe full of rocks out there and there's this one <laughs> little blue one and we got the, we got to be the like most advanced species of it mm. and we're white and we live in a place where we're not starving the entire time this gig is heaven on earth right here but it's not enough it's not enough it's no, no, it's not enough. that's no. the problem we have here i mean certainly not in the cat skills it's not enough <clears throat> yeah yeah so this is uh, this, this is the <laughs> Do evening you tickler. Do you think Julian and and David, and we're talking about vampires and uh, breaking our brands and remaking ourselves, generally as evil creatures that, if we survive, become good through the test. Um, and 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 if you stay with us long enough, you'll understand this: that you're listening to WIOX Community Radio, 
wildly divergent voices here in the heart of the Catskills live and local at 91.3 FM and on NTC Cable Channel 20. How am I doing so far? Yeah, doing great. It's pretty good. It's great. Um, You sound like Garrison Keillor. Try this. (laughs) Try this. Garrison Keillor always repeats things until you're ready to pull the plug. Well, i got some news Uh, for you. Try this. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Keep repeating Um, yourself. If, if you're not within um, radio distance, which means most everybody in the world, go to WIOXradio.org, okay? It's on the web or any smart device. Um, and continue having fun with us. And we're going to have even more fun now. What do you think people living on Earth right now need to learn? That's the beautiful question that my guests and I explore on Beautiful Questions. Hi, I'm Lisa Jacobson, inviting you to tune into Beautiful Questions, a deliberate ecological dialogue, alive, evolving, and inherently creative. Have more questions? Tune into Beautiful Questions, alternate Wednesday afternoons at 1, only on WIOX Community Radio at 91.3 FM and WIOXradio.org. The revolution will not be televised. WIOX is supported by the Emerson Resort and Spa. The spa features massage therapies, facial and skin care treatments, manicures and pedicures, fitness and yoga classes, and the Emerson's Fall Getaway Leaf Peeping Package. Details at 845-688-2828 or emersonresort.com. WIOX is supported by Peekamoose Restaurant on Route 28 in Big Indian, featuring farmhouse cuisine, Prepared with locally grown ingredients and a growing wine and craft beer list. Open for dinner Thursday through Monday at 4 p.m. The Peekamoose Tap Room and Lounge serves food and drink until midnight Friday and Saturday. Reservations and information at PeekamooseRestaurant.com or 845-254-6500. So if, if we were made, as the good book says, in the image of our creator... That would assume that we are creators ourselves and can do what he or she did in creating all of this nonsense that surrounds us. So if we get to the idea of being an artist and storytellers and just pulling things out of a hat and making them real. And we've got this guy, David Covell, with us on The Evening Tickler, who has just published his third book. It's in China No, right not now. yet. Yeah, it's on its way out. It, yeah, it's, it'll be out in May. It'll be out in May, yep. but he's brought a prototype to the table. And and the best part, I think, of having somebody who's semi-famous, right, mm-hmm. and is is paying close attention to them and, and all of the things that they think are so interesting. Yeah. Like, it's like watching somebody come back from an African safari with a two-hour slideshow. Right. But David has brought he's a, got pro- a prototype <laughs> of his new book. And he, like and, snapshots you know, from his holidays. And we're going to eat some it. chicken wings yeah. while, while he's you know we, we could just read it. We're going to look at some pictures. We're we could just read it quietly some... amongst ourselves right. and just leave a big sign. We're like, mm. yeah, that's a, that's all. Great, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna radio. We'll like, take about twenty minutes to and go we through, say like, oh, and it'll just be twenty minutes of silence. And, well, no, and occasionally <laughs> we'll be like, oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, you could do better, but we can you talk could about do it. So much all right, let's do it. Hold the so book where, you, where, where, how, no, how I, are we gonna well, do it? It's hard. No, to I want to, I want to, I want to show you both, but specifically, I wanted to show Steve because, because I draw. Well, honestly, you're a little bit of the inspiration. Yeah, thank you. Whoa, because Steve, right. so the pressure I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, maybe for the style of it. Yeah. Uh, for the third book, I went in a completely different direction than uh-huh. the than the previous two, okay. and uh, it's a book called Run Wild to Printer. Hmm? Run Wild to Printer. Oh, oh it, printer, it has to go to the printer. It goes to the printer at oh, okay. ten, twelve. Uh-huh. I um, here, I'll hold it up this way. Yeah. Yeah. Put but it. The put it there. Can we both see it on top of there? Yes, know. we can. We Run can both see it. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, Run that's that's, wild the that's just printer. some words on a page. Oh, oh wow! Goodness. Look at that. Uh, this is the end papers right here. The, but the reason why I wanted to show you, Steve, is because your your ability to 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 render and great ideas in watercolor made me get off the computer and uh, start to paint. How had well, you done it before? It was the Ryan Retro basically. Um, Basically done on the computer drawing, though I I hate computer drawings. I mean, I tried as much as I could to make it feel uh, 
uh, kind of like a collage, uh-huh. uh, and and also sort of like silk screening. Wow. Oh. This one was completely done painted. And this is you have a background in this before this point. Oh, look at that! Oh, that's lovely. Um, and the story is uh, it's called Run Wild, and it's it's all about uh, running barefoot. Right. As simple as that. Right. Um, who, who are we going to recognize here? And uh, right, it was. What we're seeing right now, because I, I feel like I'm at a oh, baseball multicultural game, multicultural, and I'm trying to uh, describe what what the action is on the field. Um, there are a series of watercolors of a little boy out um, discovering the world through being wild. The, the puddles, the air, the creatures, <coughs> the sensations that happen through our body, um, and the joys of being in unknown and unfamiliar places. Like this one right here. It's, oh, it's called a, grr, and grr, a grizzly roar, faster feet. Onto the shore. So it's got that little rhyming thing. Yeah. Uh, whatever, yeah. Hot, yeah. hot, burning sand. Ah, cool, cool. Hello, clam. Very nice. Are you, are you allowed yeah. to get away with a half rhyme like that? Isn't that? Um, I love half rhymes. Oh, you do. What's that called? That slant, slant, It's slant actually called a half rhyme. One, two, Is it? Three, yeah. Be a fish. Slant a rhyming. Sea. Um, well, these are just lovely. And so, what is your publisher? Are they excited that this is? Um, I I just is, got a. Uh, I mean. They have many, many books that they're they're dealing with at this time. But I just wrote them a note after we did the fine, fine tuning of all of this work. Um, they're sending off to China right now, and I wrote them to thank them of, for all their guidance because they're my my editor um, Tracy Gates and and Denise, who is the art director there. You know, Denise, who? Uh, Denise Cronin. Oh. She's a, a, a Viking Viking penguin. Oh. Uh, They've been a tremendous help all along the way, and I told them how much I Hang on, hang on, slow down. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And they wrote back, and they were like, we're very proud to publish this. Yeah, this is good. Lovely. That's a nice thing to say. I I wish all of you could be at our table right now, because this is the sort of book, if you can, think back to when you were a child, and your parents would come in to say goodnight to you and, and force you to say a prayer or review the day, or ask you if you had done your homework. If they would sit down with a book like this, did they have stuff? They had stuff like this when you were a kid. No, there's papyrus and like, no, in, like in Des- cave drawing. Yeah, in Des Moines, like Iowa, right, uh, right, right, as a Presbyterian, right, uh, we suffered. We we did not have stories that made us feel right. that the world was. Um, it was like oyster. it was like then the saber toothed tiger ran past the outside of the <laughs> cave. <laughs> right. okay. It was teaching you how to survive. Right, right. Even, it was simple survival <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stay warm with a bear fur and eat. <laughs> that was my childhood. Um, so it's the sort of book, it's a, it's a soft book that opens up your imagination. And if you were to um, read this to your child at night in a soft voice with these, these lovely rhymes that kind of stitch together one idea after another that leads you into your imagination, mm. um, you would have your child saying, thank you. Could, could we read that tomorrow night again? Um, it's good. I hope so. No, it's it's really good. I can see those those horrible publishers that even though they said thank you very much, they're thinking this is going to make us a lot of money. <laughs> That's what they're thinking. Well, I, it's going to make so, a but, lot of money. But yeah, you're going to go but, on a book tour. And I, I, yeah, actually, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, I've never do. driven across cross country before, yeah. and I'm feeling like. Um, Next spring might be the time. <clears throat> you should go on a book tour, but you should say, I'm not prepared to sit in like all those community bookstores and read this to children in the children's section. I, I know. You I can't kind of, do that. You can't do that. I know. I, no, I, I, I want to read it outside. Um, oh, do a dirty old grandpa thing. And get, <laughs> do this. Get say yourself, you'll dandle them on your knee. Get yourself a cute little five-year-old and do the book tour through old age homes. That's and, actually a good idea. Yeah, and, and all those old people are going to sit there and look at this wonderful young person and you reading to them, as, if, as and they'll remember what life was like and all the mistakes they made and and have all the PR people covering the reactions of the forgotten generation, these, mm-hmm. these old people in these old age homes. You will be so famous. You'll be more fit. You'll, you'll take the news away from our politics. That's a good idea. I, I would love to take the news people. away from our politics. Yeah, no, you could do that. Um, well, the, I mean, yeah, I love that idea. I mean, I, it, it, I was saying earlier that I feel like um, I don't really write specifically for 
kids. Like, I, I wrote this book after I left a job in New York City. No. You know, I was in, you what, know, had a studio. What was that job? I, I, I was creative director at a, at a branding firm. And oh, you did it. You were another avertiser. Oh, you I were another post-advertiser. Uh-huh. How about every... Steve th- and I. Steve and I. We can no, not just Steve and you. How about every third every, person who, <laughs> who comes to this dinner table? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We are but so dumb. We're like refugees because me, too. We're such a cliche. We're like refugies from advertising. No, well, no, we're still trying to get over it. But it's like... Yeah. That is weird. I mean, I wrote it after that, and that feeling of just needing to escape... Um, and get out um, is is what prompted this this book and and also sort of thinking about my own childhood and how um, I spent my entire childhood outside yeah um, just wandering yeah and you were saying be, wandering earlier yeah. and I think that's a, 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 a an idea that is so you can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah you there's can't something do that. about you, you being a child today that I that I that I almost. Um, but David, you can't write a book, an illustrated book like that, without it being deeply autobiographical. You know that that really is an insight into you, um, and it's beautiful. I, I, I Thank never, you. I always saw you as a as a sensitive, crusty, odd person, and now I <laughs> really is that what a, you saw? Something, something crusty, entire, yeah, kind of crusty. I you know, yeah, like all I of smell. Us I don't take a shower every day. It's I true. very rarely shower too. <laughs> I think what's all that of us, stain all there? <laughs> what's that? Of, what's okay. that? Is that from your body or what? <laughs> I, no, this is actually uh, I'm sweating. Too. So it's not actually coming out. Why? Well, yeah, but why is it bright? <laughs> why is it bright yellow? It's the color of turmeric. You know what this is? What? So I was helping. It's cumin. No, no. This came from. I was helping B break down from her yeah. birthday party last night, yeah. and there were some flowers <coughs> there, and I was carrying flowers. And, oh, you it's know, like the, marigolds. It's a uh, the pollen. stamen pollen. Oh from, yeah. yeah. So, it, so yeah, yeah. It went right to your sexuality. Armpit. It went right to my armpit. I'm sweating. And, right. You know, I look like a mess. Good That's thing okay. this I is radio. All of us ex-media people look like a mess now. What's you know, no, I'm thinking, we were so in charge of making brands so perfect, and look at us. But, you know, <laughs> you know, what a mess. Happened. Right. That's because we had to leave it all behind. But we, um, another t- form of kids' book tour would be to, to put a thousand of your books in the back of a, like an old uh, wood-paneled station wagon uh-huh. and drive across the country with some puppies and some, lolly- and some candy and just wind the window down and be like, kids... Puppies, candy, and um, kids' books. In that is the back. absolutely the creepiest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> How far do you think you'd get? How far do you think, do you think you'd make it past Roxbury? Think, yeah, oh, my it. God. I think it's genius. You see, so I remind to, me not to ask you to you come on the tour. Me, you, can tell me, you can tell I used to be in marketing. Yeah? I can. You know, yeah, the, the, the fly page would be just call 911 right now. Oh, my God. It's great. You'd be in prisons across, the st- across state after state after state. That would get them Great story. Come on. It's like oh, the Hunter Thompson version yeah. of, of like, uh, kids. Right. Really, right. Yeah. Right. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You're doing it. I'm just putting that out there. But you're right. Um, and, again, I'll quote Hunter Thompson, when the going gets bizarre, the bizarre turn pro. And that's why we have Julian here. He's, uh, right. He is a pro. I, I, that's a great I, – I like that. that yeah. We were talking about that earlier. I feel like the bizarre pro is what – is yeah. is a good thing to so head towards. I mean, where else are we going to go with our lives? And mm. and uh, you know, we we have in the business of creating pomp and circumstance and turning sow's ears into silk purses. Yeah. Um, found that the that whole game is so unrewarding. Well, it's, we have it's a such a thin uh, farce. Yeah, but we all have the same disease, which is that we, um, <clears throat> which is that we all had plans for our lives or whatever. And we early on met the Mephistopheles character. We took the Faustian bargain early on, and now we're all trying to repair that. I mean, a little bit late and winged and missing a limb and whatever, but we're trying to repair the fact that we... God, you're so right. But we bit down on it early on. You're right. And we We feel terrible about it, and we managed to sneak out the back end, but we're trying to to rework the contract. Yeah, so we're, we're writing kids' books, or we're publishing farmers. this, mm. but with, with a farmers. but almost with a like frenetic energy that's beyond just the energy of like wanting to do the work. We have like a point to prove. No, we're trying to be sincere. Yeah, we're trying to, and by trying to do it, we're it, actually accomplishing. We're actually we actually need to do more than write a book. We need an exorcism. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think your exorcism is like cynicism. <laughs> that was good. Well, I'm like slurring my words now. <laughs> No cynicism. I it really. It, I think that the getting further and further away from that 
it's, it's getting away from cynicism the cynicism oh. of the advertising world is what you're talking about uh, the whole world in general I mean I feel like there's a lot of the cynical that, that hubris that's, you know, there well there's good reasons for that too though tell me a good reason well for that. the line between okay maybe not cynicism it depends what you class as cynicism but skepticism is a perfectly reasonable that's response a, to I, the entire uh, to the entire issue that faces us uh, and skepticism is completely different than cynicism. No, but, the, but, but, the, but there's a journey from A to B. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you, again, you look at the architecture that's led us to a point where we are cynical. And, it, and it's this, that the 20th century and into the 21st century has been made out of this architecture. There are two major pillars that hold this thing up. One is Freudian psychology of the, the id, the superego, and, and the ego. The other pillar that holds up this thing that we're living with is advertising, which fills the Freudian <laughs> concept, oh, you know, yeah. uh, the, the, particularly the ego. Without those things as groundwork, you know, the world that we live in is miserable and shallow and stupid as it is. Without? It could not exist. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Freudian psychology and advertising together have made this world where people, when they hear something like ring around the collar, get whisk, go to the store because they're ashamed and embarrassed that they might leave a bit of dirt for the world to look at. And that is more and more, you know, the, the, the attitude that we were contributors and players in that find to be so appalling. And, and so our effort to become sincere and show a different way through a life where we want to exercise that out and for, forgive ourselves and, and hopefully come up with something that is redemptive is a book. That book that you just did is a great example of that. Me as an organic farmer that believe that what I'm doing, uh, as small as it is, makes a contribution. And Julian, you, who, you're going to have to fill this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is Wait, what is it? Is yeah, it? yeah, can somebody please tell me? <laughs> please justify yourself. You're raising ancient mariner. Raising you're an ancient children. mariner. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. eating his albatross. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, but it, 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 no, it is tricky. We are, yeah, uh, yeah, we are trying to bash our way through all of that. And, they, and it does have an idea. I had a meeting the other night where um, somebody who used to be a very powerful creative director uh, who gave out a lot of work called me up and was like, hey, I want to see you again. And, um, and I wasn't sure why or whatever. It's it probably something of like, oh, would you be interested in doing something or whatever? Why am I bringing this up again? You're, You're justifying yourself. I mean, uh, yeah. You were tempted. You were tempted. <laughs> no, to it's a weird thing of like again. smelling that world again, uh -huh. and and it does make you reassess, like because very clearly, you kind of arrive and you're like, hey, no way back in. But it does make you look a little bit at like what your story is in terms of getting out, and thinking like, well, it's not. I'm not saying no because I found some new identity because we are scrabbling around we're trying to be yeah there's a lot of things about that you know watching those people <clears throat> having that meeting and watching the fact that the funding of that meeting or the food or the booze or the or wherever they're going or whatever is on offer is on the table is effortless and now i live in the world where um where just the fundamentals of that like those few pieces of meat i'm like i kind of know how much those cost now or whatever mm -hmm. uh so there is a sense of like we didn't come out of this and there was no huge epiphany where we're like man you know what we've been wasting our time because if we just made this decision 20 years earlier or 15 years earlier we would have been sailing the same boats and as well off we're not it's it's a you have to find cold comfort out of because we were doing pretty well before mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of stuff in that life that facilitated what what everybody's kind of looking for and I thought, I'm sure we've had this discussion before, I thought <clears throat> when I came out of that business, I thought I would be cosmically rewarded for the rightness of the decision that I was taking. That I was like, hey, you know what? This is just mm -hmm. like the stars are going to uh, uh, are aligning here. I'm mm -hmm. not supposed to be in this disgusting business. I'm sp not supposed to be selling whatever talents I've got to, to the devil or whatever. So... I'm going to come out here, everybody's going to see me, and I'm just going to move into the light, and my only regret will be that I didn't do it earlier. 
And that totally didn't happen. I was greeted by my monumental decision to jump off the cliff into, uh, into open space was met by a resounding grunt of total indifference by the universe. Totally. And you know what, you, what we end up with when we make that leap is this, and, and it's the ultimate challenge that a French philosopher put forward as the ill that defines our world today, and that is this, that a man cannot sit in a room by himself quietly and not go insane. And what happens when we walk away from that life where, you know, meaning was constantly coming back to because us in of terms noise. of money and reward yeah, and message yeah. to be that thing where the universe meets you with absolute indifference. Total indifference. Is that man sitting in the room quietly. And, if, and that's, the, that's the first test, I think, of us in the media business jumping ship and testing ourselves you in didn't this find world. That? I... When you jumped, yeah, or did you kind that of you kind of sidled away? No, I, I, I think it's more. cut. I guess I wasn't. I've never sort of measured it against the indifference of the universe, but I, I sort of feel more comfortable with myself now. I mean, I, I do too. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's. But there's a test. There's a testing period where you just the air gets sucked out of the room yeah. because the, 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 there's an appalling difference in your life from right. one moment to the next, yeah. and the adjustment. You know, it kills you or it cures you. And I've seen both happen, where yeah. people make these decisions to change their lives, and they can't adjust. You know, I think it's it's a difference between, like, many, many years of saying yes and now the very comfortable feeling of saying no. Do you still say no? Do you still get people who want you to? Do you dabble? Dabble? In that old world. Uh, I mean, would you take a freelance project or would you do uh, something I like? think twice about a freelance project that I didn't agree with, for sure. Oh, no. I, but you, you think twice about turning that one down. So you do still accept. You're still in a business. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're still in a business? Yeah. I mean, oh, I, well, I'm I not in a business. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm well, managing all that. He has, he has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Man cannot he, live No wonder he's looking books. confused. <laughs> in his yeah, eye, that that like, is for sure. Oh, my God. His eyebrows are like a couple of caterpillars bouncing up and down. I'm looking over here. I thought you jumped off the cliff into I thought you were in free fall. No, I, well, I'm just, I'm still doing branding projects, but they are oh. ones. Oh, now I'm not no, legitimate. No, you're not part oh, of the disease. Oh God, I Julie am and I still are part of the disease. So, we are so in Steve. the abyss. <laughs> but, uh, but they're ones that I agree with. Right, 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 right. So you come so, back right, and okay. come back in four let's, years. Let's yeah, just say yeah. that the last project that I did at, at, at this, where I was, was basically a pyramid scheme, and I, it was. Horrible. No, this for all, everyone involved. This and, all makes sense, but there was a really, but there was yeah. a really simple misunderstanding, which what? is when you said I used to, I thought you meant it, but you still do. As, yeah, You're right. still but there's right. a difference right. between. But there, I, I guess Less. running. Yes. <laughs> Not. I don't have a full <laughs> studio. It's me. It's right. Right. Like right. 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 I get it. I get it. Oh my god! Yes, I feel so really. dirty. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm filthy. still dirty. I wonder what the so. smell in here was. I mean, can somebody open a window? He's still <laughs> suckling on the hind tail. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the capitalistic pig still yeah. has his lips. What is that? That Rome, Romulus and Remus, the where it's underneath the wolf or Some, whatever, the thing like that. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. still sucking on the um, wolf's nipples. <laughs> do you still suck on the wolf's nipples? Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when he gets, can up, we watch later? Is the wolf outside? The wolf is at the door, <laughs> always uh, knocking. <laughs> so, um, David, when when you absolutely do fall into your final existential you know crisis when you and, join us and as peter Scholdahl said after walking through the meadow and being beguiled by the lovely things and sometimes grabbing one or two of them you just come to the end of the meadow and you fall off yeah he was talking about life that way but we can also talk about our careers and 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 as i was saying when the meadow and what we do with our life that defines us when it breaks it's also like falling off the cliff into the abyss, which Julian has done and which I have done. And um, grasshopper, when, <laughs> <laughs> when you fall off the cliff. <laughs> Let's push him. Yeah. <laughs> Go and stand by the edge of the cliff. It's a great view over there. Yes. Go over. Don't okay. worry that we're behind you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to kick me in the ass. <laughs> 
Oh, my. Um, um, Peter, Peter Sheldor was an interesting one because he wanted none of this. Like, all of our discussions are always about... Was he on the show? He was. Wow. But all of our discussions are always inevitably about the same thing, which is the wrestling, this wrestling match that we're talking about. about like, oh, who am I? What this is, is really it? your what therapy ever? session. It's totally it? that. And he wanted none of it. He no, was he just like, you're, you're idiots. You are, you are <laughs> basically so overcomplicating was like, life. And we kept trying to pull it back on. And he's like, you're just idiots. You yeah. walk across, you pick a few flowers, you fall off the end. He wanted none of it. And we it kept, was, we like, we know you think more he than wouldn't that, go there. He wouldn't go there. He's wow. a man with the courage of his convictions. Yeah. And, mm. and he was lovely. But he had just gotten done judging the Scarecrow contest. That's all he the, wanted uh, to Bovina, talk about. Uh, yeah. Was Armbay. that the pinnacle of his career? No, uh, no not at all. He was, <laughs> he was very proud of, of it. Career. He was very proud of it. And so uh, just holding it. pyrotechnics in his hand <laughs> as they explode and not losing his fingers, I think, was right. the high point of his career. But, you know, he explained it. We asked him, well, what criteria, art critic yeah. for the New Yorker, do you use for judging a scarecrow contest? And he says, there are scarecrows and there are no crows. <laughs> good work. Well, no, good work. no, he actually said even more than that, he was, which I never thought about. He, he's, he was like, I wanted to view it from the viewpoint of the, of the audience as a piece of art. But he's like, then I have to view it through the prism of the scarecrow. I love that he took yeah. it as seriously as he might. He th he's thought about it. He's I, been doing it. For I so think long. he takes it. I think. He, I think if he's going to do it, he's like, well, I need to have. I need to work out a reason, at least in my own hand. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about that is, until we asked him, nobody would have known. He's just like, you know, yeah. I like number A, and you're like, oh, because it's pretty girl, or it's like a good thing, or whatever. But actually, just privately, he engaged. And, but he see, I don't engage with anything unless it's public, because I need the affirmation. But he is a man okay. past the point of that affirmation right. where it doesn't matter. Yeah. Really. Well, I think that's the. I mean, I, I would say that there's certainly things that I do that are, you know, I, I, well, I small, small to, projects that I don't, not, you know, not about Peter affirmation. Sheldall, David Covell is probably the most profound person we've ever had at table before. Is that right? I, I, know, think, I so. don't think so. Oh, God, no. No, come of course on. Not. No. Oh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one foot into the abyss. Give him some credit. He's just dangling his toes over the I'm edge of the abyss. He's just doing it for survival. Just, oh, my God. He's just feeling what the air just, feels like from in the abyss. <laughs> David, you've just been called an abyss dipper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You like a few toes. Who knows? Give me another yeah. drink and maybe I would, I would take that personally. <laughs> These wings, by the way, they, they're delicious. Yeah. Oh, my God. I need some wings. You do? Well, oh, the no, wings. you don't. Remember the early days of the, of the dinner where we really took them with a full dinner? I remember I came up with up. some four-year-old uh, deer jerky that I pulled out of the refrigerator. Yeah. And it was as hard as a rock. And, and Julian I'd take it so now. It, uh... It, it, did you steal this off of part of Ramus, the second's <laughs> body here? And then the, the, the scabby uh, fruit. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, it yeah. was the good Now we case, don't do man. anything. Now we don't now do we, anything. No. Now, we, now we barely turn up. We, uh, we sit here and we drink yeah. wine yeah. and we talk about the juicy parts You keep of looking life. at the... Are we done? Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? Are you surprised that we're done? Wow, it, it goes fast, quickly, doesn't it? But I don't, yeah. And then yeah. you're like, well, actually, now we started to talk about this. We could talk about. We got two more minutes. Is that what we got? Uh, yeah. there, well, the thing is, and we but, do, but we need a little coda. He needs to do his little uh, coda. Oh, it, yeah. Is this, is this where we do a commercial? Yeah, Are we doing a commercial break? Well, this is the commercial end to the evening tip <laughs> with Julian and David Covell. And I think the takeaway for night for tonight is this: that um, time was invented to keep everything from happening at once. And and oh, where do you pull that from? I, I don't know. I but, like that. Yeah, thank you very no, much. No, it's not from you. Uh, nothing is from me. I'm going to look it up. Me? It's so I, not from you. I am not. There's there's nothing that goes I like on it in this. That's thing. a better way of relative time. Thing, and at the evening tickler, in trying to organize all of the ideas that are represented at the table, um, time goes quickly, and um, we have just noticed that it's coming to an end. Mm. And Captain Tripp, I can feel him behind me right now, it's going to redeem once again W-I-O-X and pull the evening tickler out of the swamp into something that yeah. is like a lot more entertaining yeah. and, and uh, acoustically appropriate than what we've just put you through. Um, so we beg your forgiveness, and we hope all four of you that listen to this show will send us letters forgiving us. 
We're still waiting for a letter from somebody out there thanking or taking issue with the with the ideas that we have at, at dinner together. We've had stuff off the podcast, but never off the live. Yeah. Yeah. We, please do You know that. this goes to a podcast. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has a very broad... That's, uh, that is the end. Thank you once again. Oh, friend.